Welcome to Bristol Radio, your one-stop shop for all things audio from Bristol Motor Speedway and Dragway. Hey everybody, welcome into another race weekend update for the Bristol Motor Speedway Facebook page. Uh, I'm Caitlin Vinci, so happy to have you guys joining us. Um, we just got home around 7 o'clock this morning from Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, obviously a West Coast race, uh, very busy couple of days out there for, our, for the various series in NASCAR and definitely a long trip back. So we've only been home for a couple of hours, very little sleep, um, but there's so much to talk about. Of course, leaving uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, uh, one of the racetrack that hosts all three series. So as we're talking here, make sure you weigh in on the racing that you saw in Las Vegas, what you thought of it, uh, what you thought of the outcomes, what you think of the playoffs right now. There's so much to talk about amongst these three series. So please add your comments. I see some people already saying hello. Tell us where you're watching from today. Always curious to hear where we have fans joining us from. So let's get right into it and begin with the NASCAR Gainer Outdoors Truck Series race, which was Friday evening. Um, this was an elimination race. So obviously the Truck Series schedule is a little bit ahead of where the Monster Energy and Xfinity Series is at. They were already completing the third race um, for the first round of their playoffs. And I'll tell you, it was very eventful right out of the gate for this particular race. Brett Moffitt, our reigning champion who's had multiple wins so far this season, had to start at the rear of the field because of a flat tire and qualifying. Uh, so there you had a guy already having to go to the back of the field on a mile and a half racetrack. Um, engine issues. I'm not sure what to make of this. Uh, it's really unfortunate to see so many of our playoff contenders uh, taken out of contention because of engine issues. Johnny Sauter uh, blew up on lap 46 while running in the top five, running third. So he did end up re-entering the race, but he went up in smoke ultimately for good on lap 68. Someone is saying Friday the 13th and full moon weirdness. <laughs> you could be very right. Um, certainly was some strangeness going on in that race. And there was gonna be some strange things going on in the cup race too, uh, as we saw yesterday. Tyler Ankrum, another playoff contender, had some power problems. Matt Crafton, his engine blew up on lap 40 while running in the top five. Greg Enfinger, also our regular season champion, blew an engine on lap five. So who was victorious at the end of all this nonsense? It was Austin Hill, who is now a three-time winner this season, moves on to the next round, locked in virtue of his win, obviously. Uh, him and Moffat were the ones who were able to claim victories in round one. The two drivers that are going home and not going to be competing for a championship is our regular season champion Grant Enfinger and a veteran past champion Johnny Sauter. To me, the fact that Sauter is not moving on is the biggest surprise of this season so far, just because I had him going all the way to the final round uh, to duke it out for a championship in Homestead, Miami, but that will not be happening for him. So were you guys surprised at the drivers who ended up moving on to round two for the trucks? Because, um, you know, Tyler Ankrum, I would not have selected him to make it on, but he's been able to manage things correctly in this first round, and he is going on. So the trucks have a couple of weeks off before we'll see them back in contention. But the next day was the NASCAR Xfinity Series who took to the racetrack. And I feel like within this race, it was the usual kind of cast of characters we've been talking about all season long. The same names keep running right there uh, in, in the top. Cole Custer, uh, Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, uh, 
Christopher Bell actually ended up leading 154 laps of that race, but he was not able to seal the deal, hold off Tyler Reddick, uh, who got his eighth career win. He now has five wins to his credit so far this season, while Bell and Cole Custer have six apiece. Uh, it was a good day for Brandon Jones. He ended up third. Uh, that's his best finish of the year since the Daytona season opener. And a, a shout out as well to Justin Allgaier, who got his 10th straight top 10 performance. That is the longest active streak um, for a driver in the Xfinity Series right now. Uh, someone is asking, do you answer questions? I do. Um, most of the time I try to answer as many as I can while we're running through uh, what happened in these races. So that was a kind of a brief rundown of the Xfinity race. I didn't feel like it was as nearly as eventful as trucks and the cup series. What did you guys think of the monster energy series cup series race that you saw out in Las Vegas? And I want to start with Kyle Busch and his series of issues. This was probably one of the most eventful races I've ever seen for the 18 team. Uh, on lap three, while he was running 20th, he had contact with the wall, went a lap down, having to make repairs, was able to get the wave around twice. Then he runs into the back of the 52 car. Major damage for him. He ended up 19th on the day, one lap down. I'm sure you guys all saw his post-race and how uh, frustrated he was. He didn't really give a whole lot of comments. A lot of the uh, quote transcriptions that I've read. He was very short, visibly frustrated. Kyle Busch, who is accustomed to running up front, winning, not having these crazy um, all over the board type days, but his was truly very eventful. Uh, it was eventful for a number of playoff contenders, which I think was one of the biggest surprises for me. For example, Eric Jones, another one on lap 87, felt like he was stuck in second gear. He ended up 15 laps down, finishing 36th. Definitely uh, not how they would like their playoffs to begin. Eric Jones and the 20 team. Um, Alan's saying lots of things. Package seems to be in the main focus, especially in day-to-night racing and setting up for it. You are very correct, Alan. Um, that was one of the things that we kept watching all throughout the course of this race as it unfolded. How would the racetrack change from day to night as it cooled down, the sunset, the grip levels changing. That was the biggest thing on the crew chief's plates in terms of making the right adjustments uh, and making it happen. Uh, Joey Logano, he showed a lot of signs of strength, a lot of signs of speed throughout the race, but ended up having damage to his left front and right side. After contact with the 41 of Daniel Suarez, he ended up ninth on the day, visibly frustrated inside the car when you saw the in-car footage uh, with Suarez. Kurt Busch also had a left front go down. He hit the wall hard. That was the end of his day. Um, I still felt like even though in his interview, even though that had to have been frustrating, he, he gave a, a good interview um, to the media afterwards. Clint Boyer also was down a lap. After contact with the 21 on a restart caused major damage, he was 25th on the day. So as you can see, so many issues for so many of our playoff contenders. Um, that are already putting them in a hole, kind of have their backs against the wall with two races to go in round one. Richmond Raceway being the next one on a short track. And then the Roval at Charlotte, uh, which as we saw last year, that was a very eventful race. Big game changer in a lot of ways. Uh, so who, who was able to make it through all the melee and capture the victory? It was Martin Shrek's Jr., five-time winner so far there this year, the most of any driver in the Cup Series. This is the third time, too, that Martin has won the playoff opener. So, 
Really strong performance by them. Um, they did not have a good qualifying effort, but it didn't take them long to make their way uh, through the field, collecting stage points in both stages and a stage victory. Um, and was able to pass Kevin Harvick in the closing laps, 20 laps to go, I believe it was. He was able to make the pass and uh, head on to the victory. But a solid day for Kevin Harvick as well. Um, I saw some of you mentioning uh, Kevin. Uh, definitely would have obviously probably liked to get the victory and get those back-to-back -back wins. Um, the four team, I feel like we've really seen uh, them heating up quite a, about at the perfect time, really, in terms of those playoffs. So... Uh, but yes, it was Martin Truex Jr. Uh, who was able to snag the victory. They will be locked in now, be able to rest a little bit easy the next two weekends and just focus primarily on either getting more wins and stacking up those points. Um, uh, someone is mentioning uh, what some of Denny Hamlin's remarks were yesterday, saying, I think you can't tell from practice speed and handling how you will race. Um, yeah, so it was interesting. It was interesting to see which teams and cars were able to um, kind of weather the track changes and, and be there at the end. So also John Palme is saying, I thought Hendrick Motorsports had a good day. Their teams definitely did show some signs of strength with Alex Bowman, playoff contender, Chase Elliott leading laps. Um, William Byron even also was leading laps at certain points. So yeah, HMS, uh, I don't think they had a bad showing at all. Uh, maybe didn't have the finishes to show for it, but they were definitely in the mix at various points in the race. So now we're moving on to Richmond Raceway, my home racetrack out in Richmond, Virginia. Looking forward to attending the race this weekend. We will be doing a sit down with Kyle Busch at the racetrack for Fox Sports. Hopefully he'll be in pleasant moods. Uh, this week I'll also be co-hosting Race Hub on Wednesday and Thursday. We've got great guest lineup as usual at on Race Hub at 6 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1. Uh, so make sure you tune into all our coverage all throughout the week to recap everything we saw in Las Vegas and look ahead to Richmond. And thank you guys so much for joining me here today on the Bristol Motor Speedway Facebook page. We will see you once again, same place, same time, next Monday, noon Eastern, right here on Facebook. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Like Bruton always says, we work for the fans, and we like making sports and entertainment fun here at Bristol. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with all of your friends on all your favorite social media channels. Like, follow, or tag BMS Updates so we can join in on the fun too. It's Bristol, baby.